the Everyman Podcast. The Everyman Podcast. The Everyman Podcast, eh? I'll tell you what. <laughs> we're hot. We're ready. It's a special episode, special edition of the Everyman Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 200. 200 weeks. <laughs> 200 weeks strong. 200 weeks in a row without fail. And there is no one we'd rather celebrate with today than our great northern brothers our canadian pals ladies and gentlemen chance zach riley from falset falset what's up boys wow not much how are you guys doing uh blessed and highly favored as always man. yeah blessed absolutely blessed and, and as you can see here we are in the christmas spirit i love your i love your backdrop we uh what are you going on here from love it love it your dog stuff. brisket. Who's yeah. on the shelf? Me and Riley even came matching today. That's, we did, did. By the way, we didn't plan this. We just both showed up. Doesn't like, no. But isn't it true that everyone in Canada has that shirt? Yeah, the odds were high. Of this everyone. It's mandatory. It's mandatory. You yeah. When you're born, you, you get your bag of milk and your and your flame. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, for, for for the every man and the every woman that's uh, listening to the audio only version of this. Um, our handsome boys here are uh, decked out in Christmas attire, and uh, like I said, this is this is a really cool moment for Daryl and I, um, and the every man, the every woman, everyone in the Cosmic Canoe with us, um, to get to 200 episodes and to do it consistently, week in week out. You know, going on four years. Um, I mean, you guys, you know it. You guys create content. You know, you're in a band. You're making music. You know what it is and how hard it is to do that, um, and to continue to do it, to continue to have fun doing it. Uh, Daryl and I have had zero arguments or blowups in 200 weeks, No, arguments. which is like, we might, we should probably just like, that's wild. That's wild. We should do like consultations for people right, so like, they can like fix their broken relationships. Right. Like, how, like yeah. relationship coaching, uh, mm -hmm. bro, bro, tato, uh, coaching sessions. But, mm -hmm. um, and this, this episode here, having you guys on is, is a perfect example of like why we love doing this. And it's like that, that idea of like you, you meet one person and then you, you, you bump into someone else. And then before you know it, you're, you've got family all over the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you guys are you're absolutely in that. And then today you're, it's like, Hey man, you, you, Riley's going to come on. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Come on. What are you even asking me for? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and now you're in the canoe with us and, um, to the every man and every woman who have supported this, uh, endeavor, uh, week in and week out and grace us with their time and, uh, their energy and their support and sharing it with their friends, sharing it with their loved ones, going out there, shining their light into the world. Um, thank you. This is, we, this couldn't happen without that. And you know, Big ups. the emails we get from people that are listening to this, I got, I know my guys are out in the warehouse on their forklifts, listening to this podcast. Um, all over the all over the world. I mean, we got people in Swaziland right now listening to this episode, guys. We're talking Swaziland, okay? And Swazi. Uh, and with that being said, you know, Chance had a great idea, uh, something we've never done, and we won't do for another two hundred episodes. We're gonna have a toast to two hundred episodes. We want to congratulate you guys. Congratulations to you guys, and thank you for having us on for this Absolutely. episode. Thanks, thank brother. you to two hundred more. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, God. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, Gotta love it. champagne. That's right. What do you? What do you? So, what are you doing? A little sparkling uh, champagne there? Yeah, 
Yeah. We just, just we don't drink this on a normal basis, but we're like, ah, it's part of the yeah. It's festive. perfect. It's it's festive. It's perfect. You got the dog brisket up in the background. Mm-hmm. And- yeah. So that little side story about the dog brisket. We're actually starting a side project, and that's going to be our new band. <laughs> dog brisket. I might have to fight you for that name because that's fucking good. That sounds like a hardcore band from Brooklyn. Glorious. It's going to be dirty. What's dirtier than a dog brisket? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. And the question is, is it brisket that you feed to a dog or is it brisket of dog? You know, you that's, oh, that's, that's, oh, for, that's for everybody right. else to find out. It depends what area of the world we're in. Right, right. right. Shout mm-hmm. out shout out to our our fellow dog eaters. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, but, uh, I'm, jo- I'm joking. That's not a side project. That just happened yeah. that way. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And you got the elf on the shelf. He looks like he's been up to trouble. You noticed. We were wondering if you're going to notice the elf on the shelf. Of course. Now, my one, my one question before we go any further is, which one of you boys is wearing the mistletoe over your dong? See, guys, if you're, lonely, if you're listening to this, you got to start watching the YouTube. You're missing some gold right there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, right off the bat... Um, you guys have been, it's been cool to get to know you as at the same time as you guys are building your, your career. Um, and, and I've been, I'm always, anytime chance and I talk about music, I always tell him exactly what I think about what you guys are doing, whether I think I'm going to piss him off or not. I just, I want, I always want to give people an honest opinion if they're going to ask me for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, to see how you guys have your songwriting has developed over a couple, you know, an EP and a couple albums um, and the production and just, just everything, just everything that I've seen you guys do in the last like three years is really impressive. And it's, uh, I like, I'm living, I tell chance I'm living vicariously through you guys. I love seeing it. Um, you know, you, since we last had you guys on, you opened for dream theater, which, you know, I mean that, alone to me is incredible like I, I just and I and then knowing you know knowing those guys and the relationship we have we share with you know with uh Chance's uh Pappy there and knowing like it, it's cool for me on so many levels you know as a, as a fan of your music as a fan of you guys as, as individuals and then you know just somebody that uh that loves the whole dream theater world um it was very cool to see that and uh you guys have a new album out Monarch so right off the bat, what's going on with Falset, Chance? T- tell us what's going on there. Uh, well, right now, we dropped that album what, in, in June. Yeah. So off the backs of that, you know, it, it would, it's been the best year we've ever had as far as streams and numbers go. But right now, we're sort of like already working on new stuff. We're writing new songs already. Um, uh, we just bought a full-size school bus that we're renovating into a tour bus, so we're ready for tours coming up and shows, and we're ready to go down to the States and go across the country. Um, now, we're when you working... say school bus, do you mean a full, full like, 53-foot oh, yeah. bus? Yeah, like a big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Yeah. Nice. Which one are you going to drive that? So there's a there's a loophole. Um, we, don't need a, <laughs> we don't need a special license because um, if you register – a school bus or any kind of bus or trailer or recreational home. If you, if you register it as a mobile home, you can drive it with a regular driver's license. So we did that and now we can all legally drive it. So we're, we're we're probably going to crash it if we just try to drive. 
So we're going to set up a little crash course in a big parking lot with pylons and <laughs> all, yeah. kind of all the maneuvers. Yeah, I was going to say, you definitely want to get some reps on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Dude, that's sick. Dude. Now, is it, a, is, it a, is it gas or is it a propane? Because down here, we have a lot of propane-powered school buses. Diesel. Diesel? Yeah. Diesel? yeah. How big is that tank? That's a We're, so this is the that's, other thing. Like, a, none of us are mechanics here. We have a guy for that, so that'd be a question for him. Yeah, yeah we have nothing. We're not, you know, it's funny because we're we're renovating a school bus into a, a full-on tour bus, but we're a band full of non-carpenters, non-electricians, non-mechanics. The so, least handy people. Yeah, we're just we're musicians, the, right? The people most afraid of using power tools is, is musicians with their yeah. fingers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're gonna be whipping that bus around. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, go go with the Lord, my boys. That's that's a that's a fucking bold move. I love it. I love it. You lose a finger, but we won't lose our excitement. <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. Are you gonna keep it yellow? No, you actually can't. Apparently, you yellow can't and it. orange is reserved for schools. Apparently, yeah, they so. don't want they don't want kids uh, popping up on the fall set bus. Exactly. Neither <laughs> do we. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to make it clear. I'd like to make it clear that fall set does not want children entering no. their bus. Nope. They did not get this. Yeah, this is a visual. So what color are you going to do? We're going to do black, but apparently that just turns into an oven in the summer and with the sun being hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to do white. All right. That could be cool. Well, we, we might do white. We might do a mixture of like a wrap and like a color, you know. So I don't know. We're, we just want it to be incognito. Like we don't want to plaster faucet all over it. We don't want people yeah. to know like, oh, there's tens of thousands of dollars in that bus. You know, so we want it to be like. If you want to be, in kind of, like if, you, if you want to be under the radar, you you got to go camo. I mean, no one's going to be even able to oh see. Oh my it. god, we didn't yeah, even do that. Yeah, a camo. camo. Yeah, I'm sick. Word, <laughs> they can't see it. They yeah. can't see it. Well, people won't want to date a bus because they're going to be like, whoever owns that bus is probably crazy. going to. Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a crazy man on well, that yeah, bus. Oh yeah, in the military, absolutely. Yeah. We, we have guns. Yeah. Let's make it look like it's a military school bus. Yeah. yeah. And nobody will mess with it. No. We also thought about maybe opening a, uh, you know, just as a side gig, selling hot, fresh tacos during the day off the side of the bus out, out one of the windows, you know? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, $5 taco and a Bud Light. So I there, bet we can do it. Uh, Multitask. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, it's like, uh, I remember going to concerts in Philly growing up. Uh, certain, like if you were at, the Wells Fargo arena or whatever for a big show, there'd be guys outside selling, you know, water bottles and bootleg t-shirts and shit. You just, you get them coming and going, you know what I mean? You, you sell, you sell them the merch on the inside and you, you, you sling the hot dogs on the outside. It's, it's a foolproof plan. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't see how that goes wrong. Uh, there's a band in New York. I can't remember their name. Uh, somebody will look it up and tweet it to me. That it's a hardcore band that got a like a flatbed truck, and they like just strapped everything in, and they just pull up on sidewalks and just start playing, and then like they they social media out like, hey, we're gonna be on thirty fourth in Knoxville, and uh, everybody shows up and they play until the police shut them down, and then they just drive it away, and they <laughs> keep going, and they're like making pretty good headway. Uh, That's actually pretty smart. You just got to find where the jurisdiction is for the police right, just and go, just go over that border right. and then you got another yeah. round. Exactly. You know? no, sorry, I'm in Pennsylvania right now. That You have no power here. 
you could be you, you guys could be doing you could turn you could turn the roof of the bus into a stage yeah we were thinking about like putting a jacuzzi up there but that's a better idea no <laughs> it's like in wayne's wayne it reminds me of wayne's world with the uh with the stretch hummer with the uh with the hot tub in the back they don't they, they don't make them like that anymore nope. nope that's great so you guys have already mastered the art of the loophole the, the vehicular loophole i love that mm-hmm. i love to see it got yourselves a full-on bus how hard was it to find like a, a bus well there's a few there was a few we looked at um there's a lot of them but a lot a lot of them are in terrible condition but we ended up finding a 2012 that's in good condition nice uh only two hundred thousand kilometers not miles just kilometers on it so it's you know Got a lot of life to it, yeah. Is that like three and a half million miles? I don't even. Uh, no, I think 1.6 kilometers goes into one mile. Oh, okay. All right. Wow, so that's a lot of miles. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess since it's a school bus, it doesn't matter because it's kind of. It's rated for about double what it has, so it's like half life right now. Yeah. Okay. That'll be good. You, you does it have the uh, the dual dual wheels in the back? You got the dualies back there? I, I think they're all dual. Yeah. Oh, dude, you guys are going to be fine. Yeah, dude. Is it just the interior you're renovating? Or is it like like the outside, inside, engine, or just... Dude, we're literally ripping, gotten the whole thing inside, outside. Start, yeah, starting yeah. from a... What? He said the engine, not the not the engine. Oh, the engine. No, not the engine. No. The okay, cool. Inside, inside, we're just ripping all the seats out and... Just putting bunk beds. Starting every, yeah, we're gonna put a little, you know, everything we need there: kitchenette, little living room area, bunks, Sick. Seats, yeah, all that stuff. Now, Stripper pool, exactly. Stripper pool, yeah. of course. Yeah. Well, <laughs> most buses already have that one up in the front by the door, so you could probably just yeah retrofit that. that. Ours didn't have one. Really? Does it have the normal door? Like you get the cool door? Yeah, yeah, yeah we get the door that pops open. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Yeah, and you know. If all, you know, as a backup plan, you guys can always just turn into an Uber or something. Yeah. Well, I was saying if, like, all fails with the band, at least you have a place to live. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, they say invest in your future. So, um, Are you going to keep the uh, stop sign crank? You can't. It's illegal. Yeah. Fuck. Dude. What if you change it to something else that, like, that just says, like, metal or something? How about well, false it. Just change it to your name. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah, you you got to keep that and put something else on there, like... Like for loadout, like think about for loading in and out. I mean, I can't tell you how many cities, shitty double parked situations I've been in, unloading a drum set on a city street. You just fucking throw that thing up. Hey, get out of my way. Out of my way. I'm 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 an official transportation vehicle here. I think we want to put uh, retirement home transport on the stop sign part and then no one will get in our way and no one will try to steal anything. look Look at those nice boys. Mm-hmm. taking taking them to church that's so sweet exactly yeah that's good man um you guys got it all figured out i yeah, you guys send me some pictures i want to see are you guys documenting your uh your bus uh transition yeah we actually are yeah we're gonna try to do it. That. i love it yeah i'd watch that for sure we, we just started an email subscription list sort of thing like we've been told we need to get on this we need to get on this so we just started that and we're gonna be giving them like our email list sort of exclusive content. So that's where we're going to give all the, you know, real, real behind the scenes, like school bus renos and all that kind of update kind of stuff 
goes to our email subscription list. So yeah, definitely which, sign up. Which is free, so everyone should join that. And, yeah. and, and if I wanted to join the Fallset email subscription list, how exactly would I do that, fellas? You could just go to Fallset's link tree, and you'll see it on there, which you can find in any of our bios on any of our social medias. I think it's safe to say you could also find that link in the show notes to this episode of the Everyman Podcast. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you want to see what's going on with the bus, because I, I want to see what's on the bus, and I want to sign up for the email list, go ahead, swipe up if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Click the link in the show notes or on YouTube. Scroll up. It'll be in the description. Um, Dude, I'm getting, I'm like, I'm almost like a fucking YouTuber now. This is crazy. Yeah. How do I, <laughs> yeah. Hit that like button and subscribe. Yeah. Smash that like button. Yeah, go ahead, smash, smash it. it. Just smash it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Man, it only took 200 episodes to turn into one of those people. So Monarch is killing it. I actually have caught it a couple times, a couple of your songs on Sirius, uh, which is a trip for me. That's awesome. Um, you know, I, I love... I love music, so I'm always Sirius XM came with our Jeeps, and uh, then I they, they fucking hooked me on that, so I kept it. And um, right now it's great because there's like 14 Christmas music channels, and I'm just banging that shit all day. I love Christmas music, man. <laughs> oh, me too, man. Me too. What's your favorite Christmas song, Zach? Ah, uh, you know what? It's really hard. Uh, what's that? That one by John Lennon? Um, uh, Christmas song. Yeah, that that's got to be my favorite. I don't even know the name of it's it. A, I mean, and it's called Christmas song. It's beautiful, oh. the beautiful melody, but the lyrics are incredibly sad. Doesn't McCartney have a pretty big Christmas song too? I don't know. That's a good question. My my my, my favorite's Oh Holy Night. I love I love the classic. To be honest, uh, every time I hear whatever version of this song, uh, whether it's metal or pop or like a, even like a jazz version i love carol the bells oh, oh yeah. my man the absolute best tune dun, 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 dun. yeah you have you heard the uh, south park uh, mr mackie version yeah oh yeah then uh, i think august burns red metal version sick hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. did another metal version more of like a guitar shreddy type of version of it so I, I don't know if you guys know this and as we're recording this we're a few weeks ahead of release uh so we're gearing right in towards christmas and every year um we do two themed special episodes. We do the Christmas Spectacular, and we do a Fourth of July Spectacular. Um, and the Christmas Spectacular, we, we talk about, you know, Christmas memories and, and what we're doing. And, uh, but, but we share Christmas music on the podcast. We turn the podcast into a, into a radio show for, for a night. And um, we always, always put, uh, put something new on there. And uh, one year, I know we had the, the Mr. Mackey Carol of the Bells song mm-hmm. in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, next week, uh, you guys you check out the Christmas Spectacular. It'll put you in a good mood. And there's always some heavy shit and some real pretty shit on there, too. And this year is going to be a lot of country. Did you, know, you guys, uh, did you guys know we covered a Christmas song? No. So, what, what, what song? I, I saw oh. Mommy Kissing Santa yep. Claus. All right, listen. I need, need you to it. send me that track. Need it. It's, it's going to be on the Christmas Spectacular this year. Pretty funny. It's, it's pretty funny, yeah. 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 With your blessing, of course. We'll, we'll air that on the Spectacular. We, we would love that. We'd That's love awesome. That. Perfect. One down. One Dick. down, baby. Um, so Monarch is killing it. Um, and I just, you know, we talk a lot about music here. I want to just kind of get granular for a second. The thing I like about it is you can see a clear... Uh, movement in your production 
and what you're kind of trying to do. And the songs are turning more into songs and less into, and this is, I'm not being critical because I've done the same thing and it's part of learning how to become a songwriter is like early on you write a lot of cool parts and then you have, you have like a four minute piece of cool parts. Right. And then if, if you're lucky, a couple of those songs have smooth transitions in and out of those cool parts. And then there's some that are just like, I just, now we go to the breakdown. You know what I mean? As you guys have developed, it's like clear you're learning that art of songwriting and like what, what is something that catches in somebody's head, you know, and, and like how to write a a catchy melody and how to, how to be heavy and technical, but also, for example, like I always, it's like the, the wife test, you know, when we have people, we, we have a lot of people on the podcast that send us music and we, um, I'll listen to it like in my car on the way to work. I'll listen to it with headphones on and then like I'll put it on in the background. And one of these examples is uh, the latest uh, James Labrie solo record where she didn't know what I just put it on in the background. We were doing something. And then when she's like, oh, I like this. This is good. And to me, that's like that's when I that's the mainstream hook right there. Like. Because my wife likes a lot of heavy stuff. We listen to a lot of the same music, but she also likes things that are a little bit more accessible, you know? Um, and same thing with, you know, like with my dad. I had my dad in the car recently, and you guys came on, and, you know, it's like, oh, who's this? And I'm like, oh, this is Chance. This is James's son. And, you know, they were just over, oh, they were up for Dream Test. So cool, you know? And, and then you, you kind of share that music out, but you guys have an accessibility to your music that, that is, like, approachable. And it's, it's approachable in a good way, um, from like that mainstream, what you want, like you, you got, you got to make money, right? You want people to yeah. want to listen to music, but then for somebody like me who enjoys the, the hunt of finding obscure music, it's got some interesting textures and parts and rhythms that are like, that are going to keep my attention. You know what I mean? As opposed to just yeah. like, just a pop music thing. So it's got those pop kind of moments and sensibilities, but then it's also driving and hard and like, perfect example like medulla oblongata like i i found myself like i was listening to that i hadn't listened to that record since it came out and when i was driving into work today i was listening to it and then when i came home i've been listening to a lot of pantera since we moved to texas because i fucking love pantera and like pantera's from arlington and like there's something cool for me when we were driving into texas in our in my our old truck and i got cowboys from hell going i'm just like i'm fucking here baby you know so I was alternating today between Pantera and Falset, and um, <laughs> but it, it, I know it sounds silly, but like there, but there, there, there are two things there that are they're close enough that like it works, you know, like you oh, can, yeah. you can do it. And but anyway, I found myself, you know, singing and humming Medulla Oblongata all day long today, you know. And then when I get in the car, I'm like, I'm gonna put that fucking thing on, you know. And uh, <laughs> and it's it's fun, you know, it's it's fun music and. Um, I enjoy it, you know, and I know Daryl was pumping it today too. Daryl, what'd you think? Right, I was pumping it, dude. Like my 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 three faves: Monarch, um, Puppets, and then my absolute favorite is Love Me Like My Demons, dude. Yeah, Yeah. dude, like that one is like, yo, tell me about that one. Like, how did you come up with that one? That was fucking sick. Yeah, no, that one it was. It's uh, I really wanted to do like a cool cascade between. Mm -hmm. Like 
super energetic like metal and dance music where yeah. it's yeah and i just i really wanted to fuse those two things together in one song and yeah that one worked out great i was really happy with the outcome of that one yeah i, I love like those melodies where like you just it's you shred you got the drums but then like it's like that it's like a fucking tonal just beat and it's a vibe, man. Like it just, oh, yeah, it's one of those, like that was, that's the one like in the car, like I'm like, I'm in a Jeep Renegade. I'm just fucking like shaking this whole thing by myself. And then like, somebody's looking at me like, what the fuck is going on? There? It's crazy. Yeah. I also awesome. think, I think it's cool too. Cause that message is so deep and can be looked at in so many different ways. Love me like my demons do. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, and then you think about it. I know, I know. Yeah, I love that name. That title alone is cool. Yeah. Who, who came up with that one? Was that, was it you guys just, that was like. That was it. Nice. It was all Riley. Riley! My, my <laughs> no, boy. I, I, I wrote most of the lyrics for that one, yeah. Like, yeah, it's most of them. I mean, it's no dog brisket, but it's pretty good. It's no dog brisket, that's for sure. It's no dog brisket. You know, you know, it's funny, Justin. I actually, uh, you were just talking about that, the wife test and the dad test and all that stuff. Going into this album, I was like thinking about, man, would I just be able to throw this on at my family's, you know, family reunion around the pool, chilling, just like we're listening to any other song on the radio? Would it pass that test? And I've tested it, it does. So that was kind of my, that was in my head when I was writing a lot of these songs because the last album was kind of, like you were saying, just like good parts, but it didn't really catch the whole song vibe, right? That everyone's looking for when they're just kind of chilling, listening to music, mm-hmm. especially the people that uh, aren't into the, the super heavy stuff, the super niche. So that that's what was going through my head a lot of the time when I was starting to think about this album as a whole. You know, you, you, you make a good point there. And this is something that, again, I know you guys have a lot of much smarter, much more uh, accomplished people than myself giving you advice. Um, but this is like one of those things that I wish I could go back and tell myself, you know, when I was 21, 20 years old, which is like when you're, when you're in it and you're, you want to make yourself happy, you know, but when you're tw- young you may not understand the business context of what you're trying to do and it's like at a certain point if you want to do it for real you've got to make music for other people like you're not the fucking guy buying the record you know yeah. what i mean but like, i also i with, with you saying that though and with zach saying the whole like you get yeah, here with zach saying the whole like can you just listen to it like it's on the radio around you know a pool party with your family kind of thing it's also, you know, we're not just writing these kind of songs because of that. Like, I swear to God, if we wrote this new album, Monarch, and we wrote it just as heavy as our first album, if not heavier, it probably would have done even better than, than this album, right? But I don't know. I think that we're writing this. It, it happens to be more radio-friendly. It happens to be more commercially ex- accessible, but it's also sort of where we are with the music we like and what we're into at the same time. So it's not all just based on business. Um, it's also just like creatively what we want to do. Cause I, I honestly do think that if we did write another metal album as our second album, 
it's what our fans were expecting and it's what they would have ate up. Because there were a lot of people that did respond to this album and say, oh, this is too much this way and I wanted it to go that way. But I think long term, this way is going to pay off, you know, for well, sure. Well, absolutely. And, and what I'm saying is not not just write music for other people. Like there's a balance. And if you're not aware of the balance, then you end up with extremes on one end or the other. You know what I mean? Of of it's too much for me versus it's too much for somebody else and it's not authentic. And, sure. you, and you look at like, I think also the fucking game has changed. And you look at somebody like Devin Townsend, okay? Another great Canadian. Never heard of him. <laughs> but he can write like he can do a death metal album and then uh, a bluegrass album and then a spoken word album and then back to death metal and then a double progress a double album progressive metal with the guys from Meshuggah on it like you don't have to like you can just make one album that's one thing you know like if you guys want to do an acoustic album you can put out an acoustic album and like at the grand scheme of things it's like Jay-Z said you want my old shit listen to my old records you know like this is what I'm doing now. If you want the heavy falsette, here it is over here. You know, like there's, there's that time. Yeah. The other thing too is, is as an artist and a musician in a band, we've seen it both ways. A band stays the same and they write the same albums for their fans. And then the fans are like, oh, they just write the same album over and over again, blah, blah, blah. If a band changes and adapts with the times and writes new stuff, the bands, uh, the fans are like, oh, it's not the same anymore. It's like, you can't win. You're going to get your naysayers like no matter it which way. Yeah. Especially when you open yourself up and you, you're, you're putting it on a, on a scale where hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people are accessible to the music and, you know, uh, you got social media and things like that. Every, every asshole's got an opinion. And, you know, at the end of the day, I saw your, I saw your posts. I know the downloads are going up, so you must be doing something right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the biggest thing is that you guys aren't like, losing yourself in this whole thing like you're still writing stories your writing is strong because it's you're telling stories shared experiences like shit that you guys are going through but like doing it so creatively and in such a way that people can relate to it so like for me if like you have fans to say like ah it's kind of this way like they know that based upon the way that they're used to whether it's heavy or not like and, and even this way where it like appeals to a more like you know kind of medium crowd like you're still telling stories and they just know what they like because they know that you have the range to, to give it to them and provide it to them. So like, you know, I, I think what you guys are doing is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. Every, so sorry. No, you, there you go. Every, every band that I've been, I've been a true band of, even if they write a new album and I don't like it as much as the last album, I what did I say something? Yeah, I'm like I'm like backtracking. <laughs> hey, every band, band that you're I, a band of, every yeah. fan that I've been a true band of, no. <laughs> uh, every every band that I've been a true fan of, whether I like their new album or, or not, I appreciate it and I look into it and I, I respect it for what it is and I I love that band for you know writing this new album and you know expressing themselves differently and I think it's because I'm on the other end of it I'm not just a fan of bands I'm also an artist in a band that I'm like more appreciative of that side and I'm not like always like oh it's not the same fuck this album they've lost their you know they've lost their sauce like they don't have it anymore you know yeah I don't I'm not like that. your next but album I- you should call fuck this album you just keep going more and you know just- yeah. I feel like the, yeah. the thing is, though, I feel like, you know, we've been surrounded by a lot of 
a lot of people in the same type of genre and part of this industry, right? I feel like there are those those people out there that we're not thinking of. Like not everyone's the same, right? You got you got people that are listening to music for this reason and that love it for 10 other reasons that you didn't even think of. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's such a big it's a giant freaking cloud of shit. Music is just like yeah. so you know, it's at based the, on what your perspective is. At the end of the day, we're making this product for a ton of consumers, and all those consumers are there and listening and watching for different reasons. So yeah. who do we? Who are we to say, oh, you're not looking at it the right way, right? Yeah, so exactly. I, I, do, I do agree with that as well. Yeah. Well, it's just I mean, like the, the, go the, ahead. the only reason I, I like Fawcett now is because Riley's cute. You know what I mean? So everybody's got their, you know, you got a cute bass player, I'm in. Well, yeah. I, if, like in Texas makeup off though. Yeah. <laughs> Real <Yeah>. shit show. <laughs> it's just like the, you know, and I'm going to go back to it just because it's my favorite song on the album is, you know, <laughs> the love me like my demons do is like th- out of all the words, like just like the one stretch is don't you know that you can count on me? Like yeah. that right there to me encapsulates everything that you were talking about in there. And I feel that because that's some shit that like real people experience. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking when I hear that, I'm thinking about like my marriage and my wife and like different times where like, you know, she needs me to do things, but like, she's kind of empowered in female empowerment, whatever you want to call it. But it's just like, she does things on her own and like, she'll get into situations and I'm like, you know, Hey, like I'm here, you know what I mean? But the same things like when in friendships, like, you know what I mean? And, you know, relationships, family, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, like, and I think more than anything else. And I was talking about this with some of my interns and some of my seasonals today is like, you know, what the world needs right now more than anything is more of this kind of like kind of bringing people together type deal and not so much the standoff shit. So like people want to know that they actually matter. And a clause like that is, 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 is super, super important to just, Hey, you can count on me, man. Like, don't you know that like it's there's just something there's an elevated there's an elevated message behind how you guys write it's not just it's not just entertainment like this is real shit man like it's yeah well that's the thing right is i started kind of a lot of the time now i'm like trying to write from inside like from my heart and a lot of people when they write music they're supposed to be talking about their feelings right so that's a lot of people's only into oh this other person definitely feels like this so that makes that makes the the way that I feel valid right like no one just talks about their feelings as openly as people writing in music and putting it right out there in a song right so it's a good way like you said to bring people together to mm-hmm. feel like empowered in the way that they're feeling and shit right so yeah yeah yeah, yeah big ups to you guys man that's Hit me in the feels, man. (laughs) Cheers, boys. Hey, cheers. Cheers. To the the falsette, boys. To the falsette. We're going to have to start breaking out the bourbon soon. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other podcast, brother. (laughs) So, now, one of the things that uh, I find so charming about my, my life is... You know, when I was like 15 years old and I was, was just a, a dreamer, you know, and I, I had no idea what my life was going to entail, but I knew it, I, I wanted to be a drummer, you know, and I knew I wanted to be a musician and that was my whole life. And then I, I kind of dream theater plopped right down into my lap 
and it kind of just set my tits on fire uh, as a young drummer uh, for obvious reasons because it's like, holy shit, this guy's got fucking three drum sets and this dude's got a green goatee and oh my god, listen to that singer and that bass player looks like a, he's going to fucking, his arms are going to explode. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and uh, it just, it Dream Theater lit every single creative fire in in me as a young as a young person and you know it's funny like i got i got really into vinyl right and i had I had some records prior to getting to texas but when we got to texas is something as a way for me to pass the time and, and my wife like we started going out and hunting for records at, at, there's like a great scene of all these different record stores and there's a, a record store here called josie records in dallas not too far from my warehouse and it's the largest record store in the U.S. It's like the size of a fucking Best Buy of all vinyl, VHS, cassettes, CDs, books. Like, it's just old school shit. It's awesome. And they had this deal that they did, a one-day deal, where it was like, you could get a 100-pound, pound, I don't know how many kilos that is, a uh, 100-pound crate of records for $10. Just random shit that they just picked out. Really? So I'm like, fuck. So it's like, well, if there's three records in there that I like, it's worth it, you know? So I call yeah. up and I'm, I buy their last three boxes. So I got three, 300 pounds of vinyl in the back of my Jeep right now. Um, but anyway, so I go, to, I go to pick this up. I got 300 pounds of vinyl in the back of my Jeep. What? Yeah, you want to go for a ride? <laughs> like, what a weird thing to say, right? You know? Weighted down. Let's go. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's crazy. I'm like thinking about how I got to carry 300 pounds of vinyl up our fucking giant stairs later. Um, so I get, I get to the, to the record store, right? And they have like a, a, a new, like new shit section, right? And I see from the corner of my eye, I see a Dream Theater vinyl. I'm like, oh, and I run over to it, right? And there's a guy standing there looking through like whatever's directly next to it. And I go and I grab it. I'm like, oh, fuck, I already have this. But this <laughs> is sick. And the guy goes, Dream Theater? And I just, I'm holding the record and I just... <laughs> you know and i'm like go on he's like who's that and i'm like blasphemy i'm like they're a progressive metal band you know and i already had it so i put the record back for another and some this is the thing i like sometimes i'll just buy two copies of a dream theater record just because i want it i just want to make sure that they're purchased you know what i mean like i don't want to like i'm not too sure about the first one let's right. get another one yeah i like i'm just trying to do the boys a solid you know what i mean and um and it was just so exciting to me to find this out, out the world. And like, anytime I see like, Oh look, there's, you know, dream theater. I get a kick out of it. Um, Maybe they don't have that many fans and all their fans just buy six copies, you know, it, that's all you need. If you get a 500 people to buy <laughs> five copies each, like you're fucking doing okay. Yeah. That's, that's good money. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm looking online and I see how, you know, you were at the, the Portnoy, Petrucci solo tour uh, show. And now, Zach, you went to that, right? No, actually, you know, I wasn't. Oh, there. you weren't able to go to it? For some reason, I thought you guys all went. Um, Did you go? No, no. Really didn't go. No one, it was just no one invited me. No one went. Oh. Actually, no, yeah. no one went. I'm supposed to invite them, I guess. It was so. you and uh, our executive, right? Troy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. have an executive? Is he an executive yeah. assistant? Yeah. Our guy, Troy, went. He's like our landlord, basically. He's your executive. Can you be an executive landlord? 
That yeah, would be cool. Landler, he owns the studio that we all that we rehearse at and we do a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's there, so this he's guy Troy's very interweaved in very our lives. Interweaved. Yeah. I yeah. love yeah. that. The landlord or the studio owner or Tax guy. ordering with all set or our assistant or or like, our driver or our dr- right? drum tech. Yeah. Yeah. Is he gonna drive the bus? Oh, he's gonna drive the bus. Oh, he's gonna drive the dick. bus. See, he's I there. Don't know whether he wants to or not. I don't know about that, guys. <laughs> no, he's gonna drive it. Troy is there. Know. Troy is there. Jose, hey. uh, shout out to Troy. You. If you're watching this, you're hired <laughs> as the bus driver. Yeah, he's he's gonna want to raise now. Um, yeah. So so chance, what was what was that like going to the uh, Petrucci? solo tour with uh, Mr. Portnoy on drums. How, how was that show? Because I saw you got to check out the drums and you were back. Did you play yeah. his drums? I played the drums. He sits I really high, right? Doesn't he sit like stupid high? He does. He sits way higher than he ever did. But then also at the same time, his drum kit's way lower than it has ever been. Really? So I, I sit I sit pretty high. Like I sit a bit higher than what you should sit at for a drum kit. <laughs> I always and sit on low. Top that, on top of that, I have a high snare drum and I have high toms and I have average cymbal height maybe a bit higher than normal but that's how i play so when i sit on his kit i'm like higher than i normally am and then everything around me is like lower than i normally have it so i'm like what the fuck is going on but it works for him right and every every drummer every drummer's different with what they like well he likes i think he wants to give the appearance of that he's like standing while he's playing right but it's just i don't know it just i how do you I don't know, and he is hitting rim shots because you can hear it, but, like, how is he fucking – how is he getting his hand, like, <laughs> down there to hit that rim shot? It doesn't make sense to me yeah. ergonomically. Like, Tricks in um, the trade. Yeah, but, no, it was it was cool to be at that show, and it was my first time seeing Portnoy in person and talking to him or anything since, like, 2009. It could have been 2008, but I'm pretty sure. So you were, sure. like, a baby then. I mean, you're, like, a full man now. I yeah, I was, I was. He was a half man. I was a half man. Half man. We call In Canada, we call them. I was a wee man. A half man. Yes. Uh, not to be confused with a centaur. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Or, <laughs> of course. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, that was awesome because I have all these vivid memories of sitting behind Portnoy's kit while I was on tour and. You know, him chasing me around backstage, joking around, and all these fun times. And then I walked into the Danforth Music Hall in Toronto, and Petrucci and Portnoy are doing their thing, and Dave LaRue, the bassist, and I'm just like, like wow. Like, it, it was weird, to, like, because I've seen them on, on screens and, you know, on social media up until this point, and then I'm finally, like, in a room with Portnoy again for the first time since 2009, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And you know, and I'm and I'm watching my dad and Petrucci and Portnoy standing in a circle all talking. And I'm like, when's the last time that circle happened? You know? Yeah. It was just it was really cool to be there and witness it and be a part of it all. It was, it, it was awesome. It is cool. And you know, that I know that's and you know, make no bones about it, you know, Daryl and I love Mike Mangini. And um, he's for my money, I mean, and we've and we've. I like to think we've had the best drummers in the world on this podcast: uh, the Kenny Arnoffs, the Blake Richardsons, the Mike mm-hmm. Manginis, uh, Matt Halpern, the Matt Halperns. Yes, Hell yeah! I mean, and the Naveen Copperway. I mean, there's just so many guys. Jason Bittner, you know, like we've had the opportunity to sit down and, and chat it up with like people that chance are free. the the Chance Labrie's of boom. Them. Yeah, boom. I mean, I mean, really, you know, the, he's he's a, he is at the top 
three Canadian. I don't even know any other Canadian drummers. You're my number one Canadian drummer. For what? Who? Neil, well, rest in peace. Uh, well, he's not a Canadian drummer anymore. Yeah, no, he's, he's God's drummer now, pal. Son's drummer, obviously. Too soon. Too soon. If God has a band, he's the drummer. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mangini's great. And Portnoy's great. And, you know, as a young drummer, and when you see, like, what I was doing with my band, uh, it's no question, it's no wonder where I got it from. I mean, the showmanship. When I saw Portnoy playing for the first, I was like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, as a fucking 15-year-old, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just be the fucking whole show. And, like, in, yeah. in hindsight, like, that doesn't work for everybody, you know? And, like, it brought a lot of extra pressure and stress and pissed people off. But I had a great run. And, you know, it's cool to see them playing together again. It's cool to see, you know, that solo album, the material was great. And it's funny, I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, name drop or anything, but the day that that tour was in Dallas... Um, I was at the Cowboys Bears game with uh, Mark Holcomb from Periphery, and he had hit me up, and I was planning on going to this show. And then Mark was like, "Hey, man, it's my birthday. I want to go to this Bears game." And then we had an opportunity to get some like ridiculous seats. We were on like the, we were in the tenth row on the fifty yard line, like right behind the Cowboys bench. We had a Hall of Fame club. It was fucking sick. I was like, "When's the next time I have a chance to do this? I'll probably get to see John and Portnoy and company another time." Um, so I was at, I, and unfortunately I missed it. Like I, I just, normally it's like any other time I would have been there, you know? So I was a little bummed yeah. that, I, that I didn't get to go see it, but, um, by all accounts, it sounds like it was a great show and it, it looked, it looked, it looked badass. How, how did, uh, how did his kit sound? It sounded amazing. Um, it was cool too, because I got to sit right beside or behind beside the kit for the whole show. So I sat there the whole time because I was just having so much fun. I, originally, I went back there, and I'm like, I'm just going to sit here for, like, three songs or four songs, whatever, and then I'll go back out fun. But once I was sitting there, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm staying here. This is an awesome view. I haven't done this in years. Well, you get to learn. Uh, you get you learn so much. Like, uh, shout out to our boys in Between the Bear to me. And, like, I learned there were a lot of concerts I spent standing there behind Blake watching him play. And like yeah. when you when you have the opportunity to stand behind a professional, you know, like at the top of their game, playing to a full house of people that want to be there for them, and you see what it actually takes to do that as a performer and as a the athletic the athleticism required to perform like that, the mental uh, focus, and then also just the situational awareness of all of that shit going on on stage, and you're the drummer, and you're you know what I mean, like it's almost like being at war on stage as a drummer. Like it's, it's chaos. It's controlled chaos. And to like sit there and watch a master like Daryl, remember when we went to, when we first when I think chance you were on that tour when we first went and met Mike Mangini and he invited us on stage for the sound check and you're standing next to Mangini. This is when I like really started to understand Mike because I'd only seen him from like the crowd. And I had this perception that he played very lightly because he was just so fast, right? And then you stand next to his kit, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. that is power. Mm-hmm. How is he getting that power with that little range of motion? Then you're like, well, that's why he's Mike Mangini. You know what I mean? And Portnoy's kind of the same way, I imagine. Were you, were you like, kind of surprised at how, how much power he was putting out? Well, the biggest thing for me that I took away from that is the showmanship. And I feel like when I master. started... 
Yeah, when I started drumming with falsetto, I was into that and head banging and going all out. And then over the years, I slowly like did less and less of it to the point where I am now, where I I pretty much do no showmanship. Like my whole physical drumming is the showmanship, and I'm not doing any other things really for the most part. But then watching Portnoy right behind him again, I was like, like you, where you're like, oh, that's what I should be doing when you're <laughs> right, 15. right, yeah. Yeah, that's sort of where I was, and I'm like, why did I? Why have I sort of like suppressed this side of the drumming, like the showmanship of the drumming? Why have I put that in the back seat? And that's one thing I did take. That's the biggest thing I did take away from, you know, watching Portnoy again live was, hey, like I need to incorporate more of this because it really does bring the drumming up to another level. Um, and but there's it, a fine it, line. There's there's also a fine line where you can tip course. it and become a distraction. Like yeah, I've heard about Mad the what, Mad Hot drummer or the the yeah, Mad the, the drummer. drummer at the wrong gig. Yeah, the guy that does all the crazy. Oh, that's like his gimmick gig. though. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, ZZ Top song? Yeah. 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 Yep. Like that's that's too much. Right. Right. Obviously, that's his whole thing. But like, that's where it crosses the line. You know, right? he's a he's a big Dream Theater fan. I, he was actually. <laughs> I heard a um, I heard a radio thing of Portnoy and him talking yeah. before. Yeah, he's a, he's from Allentown, PA, back not too far from where where we're from. Um, mm. I remember seeing a Dream Theater show. Uh, we had like, and again, this is like the the hilarity for me for the full circle. Like I was one of those guys paying you know however much for like the VIP thing, and um, we were like on the in the front row at the Tower Theater, and Portnoy's fucking launching these sticks up in the air like th- 25 feet easily easily and coming down and catching them and still playing and it was like he would miss a couple every now and then but he did it enough where you're like fuck that's distracting like yeah. I my, could... favorite move, my one of my favorite moves he does and i got it on camera i got it on video which is i remember when i was a kid he did this he still does it now well he's drumming like an easier part where he can use one hand he'll grab one stick in his left hand Throw it over to attack on on yep. uh, stage left, and then he holds it, and then they'll, they'll catch it. it, and then they'll throw it back. So, all, like from the audience perspective, all you see is like the drummer throwing a stick to the side, and then two seconds later, you see the stick come right back out to the drummer, and then he throws it back to the stage, the side of the stage, and then you see it come right <laughs> back. I'm like, that's so fucking cool and creative. Like, that's awesome. We should do that with guitars. Listen, yeah. when you when you come when you <laughs> the guitars when you when you come to Dallas, I'll be your fucking stick guy on the side. There of the we stage. go. But we'll do it. We'll do it differently. He was going end over end. We're gonna go helicopter style. We'll yeah. go, you know what I mean? Just, Just really catch it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I mean, and it's and it's funny. Like all the things you find yourself picking up subconsciously that you stole. You're like, oh shit! Now I know where I stole that from. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's. I'm really glad you got to see that. Um, so you know what. Are you guys listening to lately? Like any anything new? I want to hear from from all you guys. And let's start with Riley, because Riley, you you're good looking, man, but I don't know you enough yet. I need to know more about you. So what what do you what are your influences, brother? What do you what do you like historically? What are you listening to now? So historically, I grew up listening to like a lot of. Uh, okay, well, let's start way from the beginning. When I was a little kid, this is a, this guys. This is a twenty-minute segment, so I'm just gonna yeah, step. We'll be back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, when I was a kid, like just I would be watching the Disney Channel. They actually left. Uh, so 
I'd be watching the Disney Channel and like whatever was advertised to me, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Aaron Carter, rest of in peace. Rest in peace. You know? time. Yeah. Who, who uh, saw I, that coming, by the way? <laughs> yeah, no, neither did I. But uh, that, that was uh, that was primarily like what I listened to as like a small child. And then uh, my dad, he like moved away for work. Um, like, you know, the family was all still together and they still are, but uh, he had to like move uh, for work. And then he came home and uh, he like brought home a Nickelback CD, Silver Side Up. And uh, I so I went love Nickelback, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just hang oh, on. Oh. I just want to say, and this is not like me trying to be cool. I have yeah. fucking loved Nickelback since Silver Side Up yep. all the Same. way through me when too. everybody got on the thing where they're like, oh, fuck Nickelback. All the way through until current. Their new record fucking rules. And that one, that first single that came out is heavy as fuck. I don't oh, care really? who you yeah. are. If you are anyone who is benefit, like if you listen to Roadrunner Records at any point in time, like you ever bought a Slipknot record, Nickelback basically funded all of the metal bands that Roadrunner Records had for including all Dream of the Theater. 2000s. Including Dream Theater. <laughs> including Dream Theater. <laughs> I agree with you there, man. I fucking love Nickelback. I just saw them three weeks ago with my dad. How were they? Um, Your dad likes Nickelback? It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was the one that introduced me to them. I was a little kid, and he threw their live DVD on, and we watched Dude. it. And I, I, I watched that so many times as a kid, but that was their first <clears throat> show in three years, Chad was saying, and they were just, you know. Talk about rough, a master a master songwriter in yeah. Chad Kroger. Like, yeah. I, was, I was reading an interview recently. Uh, with his brother, who's the other, I guess he's the other guitar player. Bassist. Bassist, right, right, right. He was saying, you know that song Animals that was on uh, All the Right Reasons? So he was telling the story that they had like 11 songs done in the can. And then at the last minute, the record label was like, hey, we need to release a a special edition version of this. We need one more song. And they were like in the studio for like, it was the last day. And he was like, all right. And Chad Kroger just went out into his car and in 20 minutes wrote animals literally came back. And they said the only thing that was different in the final version was his phrasing on the course. Like he just changed where he was, you know, phrasing things, but like all of the lyrics. And then you go listen to that song and you're like, this guy pulled this out of his ass in 20 minutes. Like I am a fucking loser, you know? And he just, it's they're the best. I think so many people hate Nickelback because it's the cool thing yeah. to do. Like, oh, like, <laughs> fuck Nickelback, and then everyone hops in that bandwagon. But it, it just shows you, like, how people don't think for themselves, especially when it comes to music. Oh, it's cool to like Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. Oh, fuck Nickelback? Okay, fuck Nickelback. Like, it, right. people people don't think for themselves. Well, I think there was a time uh, where on radio, like, at any given time... Oh, yeah. Uh, how you remind me was playing. Oh God, yeah. And then super long period of time. Oh yeah. But they also have this knack for writing like the song that's going to be the song for the NBA Finals, you know, mm-hmm. or right. like whatever crazy shit, you know. Like, uh, why aren't Daryl? Why aren't they playing the halftime show? Why isn't right. Nickelback playing? I know why, because they're Canadian. Probably they don't they don't respect <laughs> the Canadians. But well, uh, the weekend the weekend is Canadian. He did it two years ago. Shout yeah. out to the weekend. Would have preferred Nickelback though. But yeah, I, I'm a very pro, pro Nickelback guy. And their drummer, dude, he oh, does yeah. not get enough credit. He's fucking sick, sick. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Well, they have the the guy from Three Doors Down as their yeah. drummer. Yeah, he was like, they were touring together, and then they were like, oh, this guy's pretty sick. Daniel. How'd you like a bunch of money? Yeah. It was funny, though. I, I, in one week, I went to the Nickelback show, and then two days later, I went to the John Petrucci and Mike Portnoy show. And when I was there, Portnoy was like, oh, I saw you went to the Nickelback show a couple days ago. And I'm like, yeah, I was there with my dad. He's like, oh, no way. He's like, I got a funny story for you. He's like, this was right before the pandemic hit, and they asked me to come, like, uh, their drummer had this arm surgery or this arm problem, so he couldn't do the show. And they asked, you know, Chad and his brother, they were calling up Portnoy, and he was all set up to play the one show, this one festival in Vancouver or out west in Canada. And then the show ended up getting canceled and everything, but Portnoy was supposed to play this one-off show for them. Dude, I, and I'm like, that would have been like, Dude, that would have been the easiest show you've ever played. And he was just like, exactly. He's like, he was saying like Chad's brother said that would have been like bringing a nuke to yeah. a night. <laughs> that would have been, but at the same time, I could totally see that going well. You know, yeah, God, Portland would have done it great. Just God. like he did in 97, Cold Gray, he would have done that great as well. Tornado, tornado, tornado. Tornado alert. Whose phone is that? A little bit of technical difficulties. Just hang on. I honestly thought that was coming for you. <laughs> that was trippy. That's my alarm to wake up. Oh, good morning, sweetheart. Um, that would be like, yeah, like Mike Mangini's going out on tour with Billie Eilish or something. You know, like this yeah. Is, yeah. whatever the fuck. But anyway, yes. Riley, so what are you listening to now, brother? Um, Right now, I listen to like North Lane era bands like that. Um. A lot of like video game soundtracks. I'm a big video gamer. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so. What are you playing right now? Uh, right now, I'm replaying through the Metal Gear Solid series with my girlfriend because she's never watched it. They're they're very movie like. Oh yeah. And she doesn't really like video games, but she she loves movies and TV. So I was like, why don't you give this a shot? And uh, uh, we're almost done the entire franchise. So. I think she likes it. <laughs> I remember the first Metal Gear Solid I played was four, and when yep. I got a PS3, and I remember there's like a fucking ninety minute cutscene at one point. I'm like, what the, the ending? F- what is this? I had to I just turned it off. I couldn't. I just didn't. I didn't have the time. I was like, I gotta go. That's a bad one to start with because yeah. it, it's a lot of cutscenes. I think it's like twenty hours of cutscenes, four hours of gameplay. Yeah, it was. Damn. Once you Hard. beat the game, there's two hours left of just movie. Are you a fan of the OC remix at all? Uh, OC remix. Overclock remix. Uh, I'm just huge into like video game music too. And like they basically take all like classic retro and even some of the newer uh, video game soundtracks and like put their own spin on them. They've been around like they've been around since like the 90s. I'm definitely out on Spotify. It's sick, man. OC remix. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now, listen. I've I mean, always been a Call of Duty kind of guy. Which hey, yeah, yeah, me and Chanceman. I, you know, I, I I ordered a new headset. It should be here soon. I don't know what the hell happened today. Me and uh, Chanceman, we started off doing well, and then I then I just shit the bed. I was I'm getting used to the new Warzone. We'll we'll make up for that. But yeah, Chance and I have been holding it down. We we had a couple matches on multiplayer where we were just shredding people. It was pretty it was pretty oh, yeah. obscene. I, I've taken my Call of Duty playing very seriously in the past couple months. It's good, as you should, <laughs> as you should. Oh, dude, the new one's so good. It's great. It's great. Now, listen, guys, there's something I need you guys to do for me because this is a journey that I, I encourage every young musician to take. I've been on chance about this. 
please start listening to Meshuggah. Just get a little. Oh, I love Meshuggah. Okay. Uh, one of Just my favorites. Get a little Meshuggah in your life, yeah. and they're one of those bands where it's like, like for example, people have been telling me for years, "You got to listen to Meshuggah." And I was like, "No, nah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it." And then finally, like it clicked in, and now for the last I don't know twelve years, it's like the, the number one thing I listen to. Mm-hmm. And my wife just she would hear it. It's like all I listen to generally. It's like either I'm listening to Meshuggah or like one of three other records, depending on what's out at the time. And one day I come home and she's like, "I get it." I'm like, "You get what?" She's like, "I finally get Meshuggah. They're the fucking they're the best." I'm like, yes. I knew, I knew, I knew you'd see the light." Wife test. I knew you would figure it out. And um, they're just just the rhythm, just the structure. And it's just like as somebody who's writing music, it just, dude, I saw them a couple uh, in October. Boy. And like all respect to, you know, the peripheries and the BT Bams and the Dream Theaters and the Gojiras, even the Mastodons of the world. I don't know that there's anybody doing heavy music in real life better than what they do. And like the light show and just everything is fucking great. And anytime I get it, get some young guys on, I say, you got to check out the Meshuggah, man. It'll, even if it's not your cup of tea, just what they're doing rhythmically and like learning how to like dissect four, four. It's like, Oh, you, 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 they, you haven't even scratched the surface of what four, four can, uh, can give you until you, until you start listening to Meshuggah. Um, I agree. That's, that's true. It's uh it's great. And also Zach, you know, I've been noticing you putting out these covers and uh, and videos on your on your Instagram, man. What's going on there? What what made you want to start doing that? Yeah. Oh, you mean just like the the guitar stuff? You mean? Yeah. And you're singing. You're just doing your whole thing. It's like you're really putting putting it out there. I really enjoy it. Yeah. No, I've just been trying to trying to stay a little more active online. Uh, we all are really because we just dropped an album and now we're kind of sitting on that for a while. So we're gonna be try try to be a little more active online. You know, it's hard, but uh, I think if we just keep up with our weekly, you know, try to post a video a week or whatever, it can it can easily be done. So, Well, it, it's cool, too, because, like, Zach has come to us a lot lately and been like, guys, I've, I've just been on this, like, train of, like, social media and uh, doing these videos every day and, and stockpiling all these, like, pieces of content so I can be posting and consistent with my posts and being active on social media. And years ago, we all talked and we're like, we need to be more active on social media. And we go through these little moments in time where we're, like, really, we're all, like, on social media and we're all posting all the time, but we keep falling off and we keep falling off. And right now, Zach has been, like, the biggest force in, like, pushing us to take the social media stuff way more seriously. And I love that because... I completely agree with him. Like, it's something that we really need to start attacking more and more and more. And I think, like, we've talked about this before on the Everyman podcast. Like, it's such an important thing now. Like, I've watched these, you know, TikTok musicians and these Instagram musicians. And what's crazy to me is that if you are curating and making these pieces of content that are for the 30-second video going to Instagram Reels or that 30-second video going to TikTok, and you make you make a musical piece of content that's a video that's for Instagram or for TikTok, that little lick you played there, that'll be way bigger mm-hmm. than some popular musician's new single. So it's like, who's who's winning right now? Like the bands that are making those, you know, 
uh, whole albums and just posting it to Spotify and Apple Music and doing CDs and doing vinyls? Or is it the musician on TikTok who has 20 million followers and gets 2 million likes on every 30-second music video they post? It's like music is sort of like adapting and changing. Like obviously as a band and as an artist, you still need to be dropping albums. You still need to be dropping singles and songs and all that. But it's very intriguing to look at like, hey, let's start to make more video and TikTok and Instagram real and social media type videos more often and posting that kind of shit. Because yeah. that kind of stuff gets you way bigger for sure, like yeah. way more people. I have something to quickly add on to the end of that. Uh, you might remember this. I think you were there too. Three years ago when I sort of started seeing all this, like I think TikTok was really starting to pop off and shit. And I remember being at a restaurant, we were having a few beers and I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm seeing something happen here. And you remember this? Was it? Yeah, exactly. So what I think is going to happen is eventually some musician, some artist, probably like a really big pop artist is going to have enough balls to try to start this new trend called one minute, one minute song video uh, phone format yep. and it's one, one song full production music video same stuff but it's 60 seconds long which is the average you know like 16 to, th- to 26 year olds attention span right so that's mm-hmm. the song and that's all you get and now my my back my backup on that is all music takes nowadays to start something new is somebody with balls somebody with some creative mindset they start doing something and then everybody else follows. So all it takes is one person to try that and it could catch on. And I still think that's going to happen. Yeah. And I, I really do. All right, Zach, it. show us those balls, fella. Let's go. Let me see those let me, balls. Let me do that. Let yeah. them hang. You better get that out before this airs. Yeah. So, Seriously. So if, you, if you really break that down, guys. You got two weeks. <laughs> no, you got to. If you really break that down, you got some math to do. Okay. Because now you're looking at one song, which consists of, let's say, a verse chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, slash, slash, outro. Those parts need to fit into, into 60 seconds, all right? You got to count on BPM. You got to count on how many bars each part is. You got to count on the flow, the transitions between each part, which I think it could totally be done. So let's see what happens. I, I don't know if I'm going to try it, but I think it's going to happen. If you don't, tr- if you don't try it, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start like literally now. just. You gave everyone the answers to the test right now. Okay. So. Yeah, you better. You better get after. Without it. question. I think, now you're on a hustle. I think no. I, here's the thing. To be honest, I think what it's going to take is somebody who has enough money to make it like amazing. You know, it's got to be a freaking. Well, like, you see that with comedians. You see, it's got to be an. Energy. Painting 60 seconds, right? But a full, full on like production, everything's there. Everything's there in that song, right? Comedians are doing that a lot now. Like it got, you know, uh, little segments like a, yeah, well, yeah. Like, well, they're turning their stand up into, you know, 45 second clips. Now I've got, as, as we wind this down here, boys, um, I, I have a request that I'm going to, uh, it's more of a demand. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, for, for you, Zach, I have been watching your videos and I've been thinking, because Chance and I were having a conversation about it on uh, when we were talking about Warzone, and we were talking don't, about this. Don't tell him what I don't tell him what I said about him that one. I won't. Yeah. I won't. I won't. That's between us, baby. Yeah. Uh, I w- I need you to do one of your guitar and vocal covers of Rosanna by Toto, because I don't know if you know that song, but 
Toto's one of those bands that like everybody knows Africa, you know, it's like a, it's a meme song, okay. yeah. but if you dig into that album, it's Toto four, the one with the red cover. Um, some of the guitar tones and like what they're doing there is just so good. And so it's kind of like journey where it's like journey doesn't, we'll never get the respect for the guitar playing that they deserve in my opinion. But that riff is hard as fuck. The tone is great. It, it sounds kind of like something you would do. And I can hear you all day doing those vocals. So I would love, if you're looking for shit to cover, I would love to see you do Rosanna by Toto. And after this pod, go listen to it and, and shoot me a line. Let me know what you think about it. And if you don't think, if you don't think that that's um, solid gold for your, for your vocal range, let me know because I'm clearly an idiot. Um, <laughs> but I think I think it would I think it would slap. All right, I'm gonna write it down. I'm gonna try to get to it. Toto, awesome. Toto, eh? Um, by the time this podcast is out, that video of that song will be live. That's right. Zach Copeland on Instagram, and you could take that to the bank because it has been said, and it will write be. it down. Write it down. Cash the check. Cut the check. So, as we wind down here, falset boys. Uh, you got a big year coming, you know, you're going to be, hopefully you're going to be hitting the road. Hopefully you're going to be coming to the great state of Texas. And, yep. uh, you know, when you do, you guys are sleeping here, brother. We're going to have a, G-Sot. you guys are coming here. You're fucking hanging out. I'm going to cook you a dog brisket. It's going to be sick. Okay. Oh, Play with the dogs. Play love with the dogs. <laughs> yeah. love that. We're going to get you a nice plate of dog brisket. You're going to love it. Okay. Um, That's great. I hope no one takes that out of context, you know? Yeah. Well, the <laughs> SPCA is going to be up our ass. Um, so st- starting with Riley and, and working our way over to Chance, Riley, what's the best way to keep up with you as an individual musician on your journey with Falset? I would say uh, hit me up on Instagram at riley.falset. Easy as that. I like it. And that'll be in the show notes as well. Zach, my boy. Uh, yes, pretty much the same for me. You can follow me at Zach Copeland. That's Z-A-K-K-C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D. Can we, um, you can also second, hang on a second. What did you just say? What was the first thing you said? Zed. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's like a letter. Are you serious? Yeah. No. So, no. so British and Canadian way of saying Z is Zed. Zed. So you turned a letter into a word. Yeah. Well, I think you guys turned. <laughs> I think you guys turned Zed into Z. So don't hold on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something, pal. Here in Texas, oh, okay. About W, there's like a few words in W. No, see, we just say W. 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 Wasn't that the name of a president? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! That's a Texan. He's a Texan. Um, No, actually, I was also I was also going to shout out um, another thing on here. So I'm teaching guitar lessons. Uh, For this, I would say definitely hit me up at the Daily Shred Guitar Academy. Um, where I do tons of tons of video lessons, Zoom, Skype, Facebook, whatever. So you know you guys what? Are looking for I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take you up on that, uh, Zed, yeah. because you know what? I've I've started playing guitar again. I decided to to start focusing on guitar, and I've just been slapping some Pantera riffs here in my studio. Oh yeah. And I, you know, I need a little guidance, so I think I'm gonna hit you up on that. Absolutely, man. Hey, first one's free. Oh shit! Sign me up. It's overall, overall. So consider me signed up. All right. So, so we got we got Zach's Instagram, and then and then uh, Chance, my boy. Where yeah, you, can, you guys can follow me at uh, Chance Dot 
And I also teach guitar les- guitar lessons at, uh, at, the, <laughs> at my, uh, the nightly shred.ca. Yeah. So, the nightly shred. No. He's, he is the daily shred, though, and he's the best guitar teacher out there. So anyone listening to this, like you, if you guys you know want guitar lessons or your kids want guitar lessons. Or your grandparents. Christmas is around the corner. Mm-hmm. And then after that, someone's birthday is around the corner. And then after that, it's, you know, whatever. What but, about hey, Riley's birthday, yeah, which, which his dog died on that day. Um, his dog died on his birthday. True story. Oh no, dude! Sorry to hear that. So, every every, every, every year it's his birthday. We get him like biscuits or dog dog treats or something like that, <laughs> just to remind him cruelly. Now, what if I want life lessons? Which one? Are you? Uh, God, I love it all. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it all. What about the life lessons? Life lessons. Who's who's dishing out life lessons? Is that is that Troy? If you are if you're going through something, oh my gosh! Yes, give me more. Uh, I need more cowbell and more ringtone. If anybody's going through anything, you guys know what's you guys know what's happening right now. My sister is trying to call us yeah. right now. Does she not? She does she not know that you? Are, she knows. Oh no, she knows that you are on, on an extreme. Justin Timberlake. She knows. Respected international. Oh. Variety show, <laughs> and she knows we're, we're she's upstairs. We're downstairs. I texted her before I did this, and I said, "Hey, just so you know, we're doing this thing. Don't call, don't text, and here we are. Here we <laughs> are. She wants to be on too. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I think she wants to be like Chloe. Come on down, and then she'll be. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't oh, know. Oh, so sorry. I had no idea. Yeah, you. Yeah, I love it. You Canadians are just awesome Facetime. You know, an absolute delight. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, in in summary, what no. No better way to celebrate 200 episodes of the Everman Podcast. Thank you guys for being, Indeed. For being brothers. Um, and again, I love, I love watching you guys on this journey. And I, I truly am living vicariously through your journey and, and seeing the things you guys are doing and accomplishing. It just it makes me happy, makes me proud. Um, and, you know, we're pulling for you big time. And I know the Everyman and the Everywoman uh, – they always enjoy these podcasts. We always we always get a lot of great feedback. Um, so Monarch available everywhere. Digital music is available. Uh, it's in the show notes here. There'll be a couple of links to Spotify, and I'm sure you got some stuff on YouTube. We're going to put in there. Um, your link tree is going to be in there as well, so you guys can sign mm-hmm. up for the email list. And and no no shit, I'm going to sign up for the email list because I want to know what's going on. Because you know I, I keep I got to keep tabs on my boys. Keep the eyes on them. And uh, great to finally meet the both of you. Yeah yeah absolutely. You too. Yeah absolutely, and and you'll be dealing with me in Texas uh, soon enough, my boys. I know you're yeah, coming. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and hey, again to you guys, congratulations on 200. You know yeah. we we watched along the the way, and uh, we've been a part of it a few times here and there and uh we think what you guys are doing is great and one of the best podcasts out there so congratulations yeah, to you two on 200 Definitely. Yeah. thanks brothers thank you guys we uh we really appreciate it and uh it won't be long and we'll see you guys again soon every man every woman have a great day uh shine your light call your mother tell your lover and uh we'll see you boys down the road peace